0: Welcome to Desert Island Arcades, a conversation about video games and why we love them, with people that love them. Uh, every episode sees five, maybe six, maybe seven, CG, who knows, um, games nominated <laughs> for the do. Desert Island Arcade. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Barlow, and with me this week is Tom George. Hi, Tom.
1: Hello, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, really good. We just had a little bit of a catch-up before this. That was nice.
1: We did. We do. I just thought I'd follow it up with a how are you anyway, just, you know, for yeah, continuity. I'm, I'm, yeah, in case yeah, people conf- think, I'm rude. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know where that was <laughs> um, no, we're, uh, that, that, bit's, that bit's getting edited out. No, you're, you're, you're far from rude, mate. But no, we were saying that we've not seen each other in a little while, but we've, um, we've known each other for quite a while. Um, yeah,
1: from different worlds than the ones we am talking about I now. Think it must be going on. It's got to be going on 10 years, you know. Yeah, it's
0: got a bit. I'm it's, not got a bit to think. It's, it's got to be knocking on. It's got to be knocking on that way. But um, yeah, you've uh, you got yourself in in the old video game industry, haven't you? You're a, a sound designer and composer over at Stainless Games.
1: Yeah, I managed to somehow, wean my way in uh, to a really great company on the Isle of Wight, who um, I had a chat with about a year ago. I, I put my back out. to cut a Long story short, I put my back out and somebody who's very dear to me was like, right, you're not going to sit on your your ass for a week. I know you want to do you know, video game music and stuff, so let's start sending some emails. So I did that, and Stainless were the first people I talked to because five years prior to that, I'd had a conversation with them about some music, which didn't mm. amount to anything. But then I was like, "Right," well, I'll email them. And within an hour, Nobby from Stainless just emailed me back. He was like, oh, can you write any like, synthwave stuff because we've got like a, a game coming up? And I was like, yeah, well i can't but i mean <laughs> i can but i've never done it before so yeah. i'll um, i'll give it a go and then i, I sent him this track and he said, cool can we do some more and then we got chatting and then i ended up doing a game for him and um yeah I got invited to the staff do went there had a few beers chat to some people then within, within a couple of months i was going over from southampton like once a week and just learning nice. the ropes and and then got myself a job there so That's i managed sweet. to quit my day job and now i get to Write music and make little sound effects for um, video games, and I love it. I honestly like. Yeah. It's not a long commute to work. I I get out my bed and waddle over to my corner desk, and then have a coffee and crack on. But you know, I'm, I'm whistling on the way, so to speak, because yeah. I, I love doing it. It's great. Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. Yeah, man. Blacks my way in, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, I've got a feeling that that's gonna that's gonna come up quite a lot. That that's that people unintentionally get involved in uh, in the industry in some ways i mean i, I suppose you could say the same about uh, about the music industry like that's that's how we that's how we met you know touring and um, yeah so, yeah other than you know outside of uh, composing for video games you are the lion and the wolf
1: that's so funny actually thinking about it because i'm just going back to the, like the depths of my facebook inbox and I think the first thing, the first way I met you was probably by messaging you saying, "Oh, can I come and open up for Signals Midwest or whoever it was?" Like yeah. way back when, you were probably like, "Yeah, come up. We'll give you twenty yeah. quid and some food." And yeah. That's how it was done. Like so, but you know, ten glorious years, mate. Yeah, it's crazy, it? <laughs> crazy.
0: That 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 Signals Midwest tour feels like it was about four months ago, and it was like yeah, seven years ago. Just
1: insane. They're still going though. They're still they're still yeah. playing and writing. Yeah, there is.
0: It's the uh, so that game you that game you were working on. Is that game uh, Shock Rods then? Is that the, the, the new thing that sort yeah. of it come out in October? I
1: think I think it came out like it came out more than like a year ago. I think man. Like it came out on really? um, it was on Steam for a bit, and then it came out on iOS on Apple Arcade. It was one of the, like, the release titles for Apple Arcade. oh
0: Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking and, of.
1: Um, yeah. And, um, I think it's done all right, like people seem to dig it and it's it's kind of cool. It's like it's kind of like um quake but in a car and you drive around yeah. and shoot each other, like unreal yeah, tournament. And yeah, synthwave just seemed to fit, so I just threw as many synths into it as I could and yeah. Yeah, it was really fun to write because it's super melodic and the melo- the the track that they the Nobby sent me over for uh, reference was a Carpenter Brute song. Okay. Um, and I'd never listened to Carpenter Brew at that point. Hmm. And I put it on and I was just besotted with that record. It's just so <laughs> heavy and dirty and like I yeah. oh, it just rips it rips you apart. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. So I, I obviously Love. I obviously know you from uh, from, from not synthwave stuff. What's your what's your history <laughs> with like synthwave electronic music that kind of thing that you're putting into something like shock rods?
1: Well, that's a really good question. I honestly you just think Melody, like I've always loved, I love pop music.
0: Mm.
1: I will be playing Backstreet Boys, whatever, like that sound just sounds nice to me.
0: Yeah,
1: non ironically, I'll put it on in the kitchen and dance about, whatever. But mm. I think because synthwave is very melodic, or well, a lot of it is, mm. um, I didn't really have any history with it at all or anything like that. So I was just yeah. like, right, well, I'll do some research, have a little listen,
0: nice,
1: and go from there. Yeah,
0: did the um, you talked about you know the uh, the Quake influence from uh, on on shotguns mm. is that old school flavor sort of played into the music played into the obviously plays into the gameplay a little bit um and does that old school thing yeah. play into your list a little bit
1: i think it does by default doesn't it like when you're when you're kind of um put in a position of creativity well that sounds so pretentious when you're put into <laughs> a position of creativity but you know what i mean um like i think you, you can't help bring up the old stuff that you love so much mm. because it's ingrained into you. Like I've been playing computer games since as long as I can remember, like on an, on an Atari ST,
0: mm.
1: I remember playing sun dog and silent service with my dad and yeah. all these games that were just on a floppy disk. Yeah. Those kind of, those kind of things just end up staying with you because like you say, you play them for years mm. and then you, you, then it's your turn. You're like, Oh, I, I get to do this now. Okay, well that's yeah. fucking sick. Like, yeah, that's got to be
0: has got to be super cool. Really, really super cool. It's well, really
1: yeah. nice. Man. I feel very, very lucky, especially with the times being what they are. That I get mm-hmm. to do this for a job. Like I feel really, really fortunate.
0: Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's a it's a super cool industry to uh, to work in, and it sounds like the team uh, the team at Stainless are pretty pretty sound as well.
1: Everyone's wicked. Everyone's very funny. Um, there's a lot of good, dark humour that goes around. <laughs> um, but, you know, everyone's very respectful and there's some real, like, industry veterans there. Yeah. There's lots of new people like myself, so it's it's fascinating to like, yeah. chat to people who were there when, like, the, the Apple II were out and they were creating sounds through literally um, pushing in and out the, the speaker cone on a, on a speaker to make oh, noises. Like, it's just wild. Yeah. yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. Um, mentioned your list there briefly uh, we talked just before <clears> the show started that uh, you might not be <clears> as <throat> happy with your list as uh, as uh, yeah. you'd want to be What's I had a
1: senior that? moment and I just <laughs> the 90 seconds before I called you I was like oh, the one of my favourite games of all time which is <clears throat> Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 um, yeah. or, or should I say Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 because I used to play that on PC with my mate Paul we were best mates we play every Wednesday before Cubs and you get to like on the third level you get a lightsaber and you get to use force powers and the music's fantastic and the cutscenes were all like live shot filmed. Yeah um so there was no you know CGI per se there was a bit but the story was wicked and you it genuinely felt for a long long time that, that was like the last game that felt like Star Wars okay. because you know how people feel about the new movies and stuff like mm. that. I kind of feel like that about the games because I've tried the new ones and I just don't get that same buzz I don't know if it's a nostalgic thing or I'm just getting older but they don't like the um, what the ones where you like that Fader's Apprentice and you can just like bring down Stardust. Oh the hands. Force Unleashed um, Yeah I was just like this is just like it just seemed really arcadey and like there wasn't much soul in mm. it so I don't know. That You played that the new game, one? I, I, uh, Fallen Order was it?
0: Mm-hmm, yeah
1: Should I fall in order? Uh, My sister bought that for me for my birthday, I think, and I played it for about. I hope she's not listening because you freak out. But I I played it for like ninety minutes and I haven't played it since. Uh, You've got. uh, got I don't know why, because. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because on paper, it was like perfect for me. And then I started playing it. I was like, I don't know if my attention span is just worse now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: uh, it's for me. It's got the it's got the perfect mix of like, it's in the it's in the you know it's in the Star Wars canon, and it's it's got a, it's got a great combat yeah. system. Chopping stormtroopers and Alpha the lightsaber is never going to get old, is it? And the moment that you get that, that timing the down, part, it's isn't? like perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, they had that in the in the later Jedi Knight games. You started like a force. Ah, uh, sorry. Um, in Jedi Academy, hmm. and um, the one that came after, uh, what's it called? Force. Not, uh, this uh, is good.
0: You've, um, it you've stumped me now.
1: Uh, what's happened? Someone D- screwed. Dark Forces. What was it? It was Dark Forces 2, and then it was. Jedi Outcast, yeah, yeah, the game Jedi Outcast. Mm. <laughs> um, when you could start throwing a lightsaber around, yeah, and like oh. cutting people in half, it's just so much fun. But yeah, I needed to get that game in because I wouldn't forgive myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the other honorable mention on your list is uh, is Crash Bandicoot.
0: Um, what oh, is it about Crash that's uh, that's that's sort of stuck with you? Then
1: I think it's just like it's almost a perfect game because. From the very get go, you were running around that island, being chased by stuff, jumping on stuff. The music's fantastic, the sound design's wicked, and it's fun and it's infuriating all at the same time. Yeah. Like there's that level where you're trying to, I think it's called High Road, mm. and you're trying to jump across like these bridges that are falling apart. And I played the remastered version recently, and I was just, yelling at my television my blood pressure going through the roof because i still couldn't do this bit i was like i'm 20 years older than what i was when i was playing it the first time at least um i think yeah they they were the first and second one particularly were brilliant and it was really difficult and that's what i liked about it it's not an easy game by any stretch
0: yeah it's one of those that you'd get one or two games a year and you'd be playing that forever because it was so difficult Yeah, no, it's an
1: easy game. What's the point? No, like, you want to be no. challenged, don't you? Exactly.
0: I um, I reviewed Crash Four and mm. forgot how bad that I was at Crash games. And <laughs> nobody needs to know the names that I called Crash Bandicoot during the review process of
1: that game. So <laughs> some fruitful language in there, mate. Fruitful, mate. Fruitful. Uh,
0: have, you, so have you? I take it you've not played the uh, the new one then.
1: I haven't actually. No, it's supposed to be quite a. I don't want to say return to form, but I suppose it's yeah, been quite good.
0: It's a big throwback. It's basically just feels it? like it feels like how those original games felt to play, which is for me, oh, I think is a big, um, a big plus point because it's. I think it, was, mm. it did sort of lose its way a little bit. That series, didn't it? And then,
1: you know, I think I agree with you. Like the third one came along, and it was a little bit. It's all been done before. It felt a bit thin.
0: Yeah, and then it sort of Naughty Dog give it up. And it uh, goes over to Activision and it uh, gets lost in the weeds oh, a little yeah, bit. I forgot it
1: was Naughty Dog. Of course yeah. it was. God, they've, done, they've done all right, Naughty Dog, haven't they? <laughs> they've done
0: all right. They've done, they've they've done, done all right. They've
1: done, some, they've done some games.
0: They've done some games. A few of them were on your list as a, as a nice segue there. No,
1: I look like a Naughty Dog fanboy. I, right I love it.
0: I love it. So we will get into, uh, into the first game on your list. Uh, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves.
1: Yeah, man, still holds up. 13, like 12, 13 years ago yeah, it came something out. Something
0: like that, yeah. 12 years ago. And it's
1: still sensational. And Drake is still shooting people for fun and just getting away with mass murder. <laughs> you know, he has killed hundreds, if not thousands of people. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> cognitive <a> dissonance <laughs> of this plucky <laughs> underdog hero mass murdering thousands <laughs> yeah. of people uh, is. Whose
1: hair is always perfect, always. Yeah.
0: His hair's always perfect. Humble. He's always got his half tuck. And he's he's just <laughs> rocking it with his with his old mate Sully. Um, it was Sully. Yeah, we talked about we just talked about Naughty Dog, and I think so they did. They were the their lineages Crash Bandicoot into um, mm. into Jack and Daxter, and then into Uncharted. Did you play the first Uncharted game?
1: I did, but I did it in a weird order. I actually did three first because I got bought it. As a birthday present one Okay. and I'd never played the rest, so I then went back and played two, and okay. then tried one, which is obviously the worst way to do it because one yeah. now just doesn't really hold very well because it's just it's old and yeah. the, the gameplay and it reminds me of like great, listening but...
0: to a uh, listening to a band's catalog and someone <laughs> ten years after they ten years after they started telling you to listen to their first album, and it sounds like it was recorded in a bin, like and I was like, oh, this can help,
1: which can be good. <laughs> Yeah, The certain bands and certain sounds, but yeah, I get, yeah, I, I totally get that.
0: T- yeah, talk to me about talk to me about your experience with Uncharted 2 Then what's or Uncharted in general? If we're keeping it keeping it more open, what's what drew you to yeah. drew you into the series then?
1: I think you know what, it, like I said earlier, like the first two really did just fly past me. I don't know why. I don't think I had a PS3 for years and years. Mm. I was using Xbox for a while, so because it was an exclusive, I guess mm. I just didn't play it. And then playing three, I just realized, I think I remember exactly, we got it for my birthday or Christmas. And then on New Year's Day, me and my house, a bunch of good friends, we were just like hungover New Year's Day. Okay, let's put Uncharted on. And there was like 10 of us sat round, and I was the only one playing. I, I offered it round to see if people. Were, they were like, no, this is so cinematic. We just want to tell you where to go and we'll do it. Yeah. And we're just like, you're roaring with laughter. You're, you're stressing out because it's so difficult. Mm. Um, we, we did the most of it both part of it in like a single day we just got up and played through it and it was that yeah, good and I think it is that element of you know it's that cinematic mm. it's very free flowing it looks gorgeous even now yeah and it it, it it makes you laugh like there's some bits in that film film see what I mean yeah. <laughs> there's bits in that there's bits in that game where like the helicopter turns up and he just say he's just like flipping him off and it just it just creases you up. <laughs> yeah
0: it's got a it's got a good level of like character in there and i feel like mm. i feel like i love a good video game story but i think the way that naughty dog did their thing with um motion capture and performance capture and make getting the actors in there to to sort of act out those scenes and play off each other i think really really boosts the level of that you know of that they're pretty because they're pretty basic pulpy stories but like when they've got that level yeah. of Interaction in them between the between the voice actors. It's just yeah. it all clicks together.
1: It does. It clicks together really well. It's it's a huge franchise. It's very cinematic. It just works. I don't, I don't really know anybody that doesn't like the Uncharted games. No. Um, no. And if did I, I'd, I'd you know stop being friends with them because who needs that negativity <laughs> in your life? Exactly. Straight away, cutthroat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. I'm obviously with your with with your uh, with your background. I'm going to ask you about soundtracks throughout this. Anything that sticks cool. out about the the soundtrack from Uncharted? There's obviously that really sort of iconic at this at this point, like Nate's theme, which is the, the big swelling yeah. song from the menu screen. But I feel like it. Uh, I've got it in the notes here, that it sort of nails that sort of pulpy and Indiana Jones vibe. It just it's not in your face, but it underpins all the big moments really well. I think.
1: Yeah, um, the the soundtrack is sensational. Like I'm just trying to remember. It says Jean philippe Rosso, but I don't mm. think it's by Jean philippe Rosso. I could have sworn it's by somebody else, somebody. I should really know this because I listen to it religiously. Um, but yeah, like you've got that theme which is developed a lot across um, the games. Mm. So I know in the last one, in the Thief's End, you have the real somber piano version of it, which worked really well. Mm. But the second and third version um which is so kind of bombastic and adventure straight away you just greeted on this main menu screen with this incredible piece of music that just makes you right we're going on an adventure now like let's go let's go let's go yeah so that's my very creaky chair that's um sweet. and yeah like i think to be honest with you i would say that that game and that piece of music in particular are definitely what spurred me on to want to do game music because it is so cinematic now like I keep saying Mm -hmm. and you know it does need a soundtrack that suits that so nowadays you can write a symphony from your bedroom
0: yeah
1: if you've got decent enough plugins and an ear for melody or whatever Mm um so yeah like the soundtracks for those games are just they're yeah. really, really, really solid. I'm really annoyed that I can't remember who did it. Oh, it is Greg Edmondson, yeah.
0: Nice. He talks about under the soundtrack underpinning big moments there. Is there anything that sort of sticks out to you as like a favourite moment from Uncharted 2? I mean, I love that opening scene where he's coming up through the train and you're like, where the-?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that opening scene is amazing because it just kind of lays the foundation of what it's going to be like for the next mm. like 20 hours of your life, which is yeah. stress tactics and you know beautiful gameplay yeah. but for me i think my favorite moment it's kind of a ridiculous moment um and some might say it's even quite buggy but yeah. when you're aboard that train like getting shot at by that helicopter yeah and then you you're on this beautiful tropical island and the sky is blue and like you're shooting and it's all very yeah. you know nuts and then you go through this tunnel for like two minutes and suddenly you're in like the antarctic it's <laughs> <laughs> just snow everywhere and like mountains and stuff yeah um, it's one of my favorite bits because it's just it's obviously not you know yeah a big thing but um yeah it's full of it's full of good moments i, guess. I think
0: i think it's befitting of that so like i said that sort of pulpy fiction kind of oh you're here now new new mm. location look at that yeah um <laughs> yeah how did you know? How did we get here? Who knows? Um, airplane on a map thing. You know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Let's keep shooting. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we before we leave, uh, Uncharted. I suppose well, I want to ask you about the the Uncharted movie. What you uh, what what you, have you got any hopes for that? Are you, do you, what, How do you feel about sort of video games making that leap? You just said that Uncharted was like a movie anyway. So does it? Do you think it needs that film or?
1: I think it makes sense to make the film. I don't know how much it's going to annoy like the super, you know, fanboys and stuff, mm. fangirls and whatever. I, I don't think it needs to be made. I think it's a good, it's a wise choice to be made, but I don't particularly think it needs to. Like,
0: yeah. as
1: you and I both know, mate, like, video game movies never really work out. No. Like Doom being one of them. <laughs> um, the uh, Final Fantasy movie was actually pretty good. Mm. Advent Children, that was cool, but it is different, like when it's live action, I guess. But isn't it going to be Tom Bell? Yeah, Tom Holland. Not Tom Bell, Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Um, as a younger Drake, right?
0: Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Is Mark
1: Wahlberg going to play Sully? Sully. Really? That's interesting because originally I would have thought Mark Wahlberg could have, years gone by, played uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah. That's quite an interesting twist. Yeah, I Um, think
0: it seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a play from PlayStation is that they're getting into the movie, the movie and TV business. They're, uh, you know, they're, hmm. they're, they've got the, they got the last of a show coming on HBO as well. Yeah. Got oh a couple, God. Couple a couple of other bits. So I don't know. I think, I think I'm with you though. I don't think it needs the movie, but I think as long as the, and I think as long as the movie follows the sort of, again, campy Indiana Jones, like adventure movie style, yeah keeps a lot of those elements you know the, the moment I hear Nate's theme swell swell behind a, a movie on the on the big screen you know if we can go to cinemas and not be in danger <laughs> by that point <laughs> um then then that'd be that'd be amazing um wouldn't that yeah. yeah that really
1: would be a, a, a quite a big moment for a lot of people like, who've been playing those games for the best part yeah. probably well it'll be you know at least 15 years before it's out I would have thought
0: yeah because it's yeah it's just got um, I think it's... Pushed back to the
1: start of next year. So yeah, God, like like James Bond has been pushed back yeah. like three times, and yeah. every movie ever at the moment.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, you you got to worry about choosing a title like No Time to Die when you're like uh, keep pushing it back, <laughs> keep, pushing it, keep pushing it back, keep delaying it. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, Unch- Uncharted Uncharted Two is uh, your first induction into into your desert island arcade. Moving swiftly on, you we talked about films there and how cinematic and charted is. Uh, tell us a little bit about repeat. You're scoring a film.
1: Yes, um, first film I've had the pleasure of doing actually. Like I've never done a film in my life. Um, written for one, should I say? I've done like mm-hmm. little bits for documentaries and mm-hmm. small stuff like that. But I am um, yeah. I I just happened to fall across a uh, Twitter page for repeat, and they said we're shooting a movie. And I thought it looked cool, so I I sent them a message and said, like, do you need a, um, do you need a soundtrack? They're like, well, we have got a lot of people like asking about. It. I was like, mm. okay, cool. Well, I'd, I'd love to write you something, you know, like. And they said, oh, we want to do something in the style of like Clint Pencil's Moon. And I was like, well, I really like that soundtrack mm. a lot. Um, so I wrote them something, and then we just like hit it off and started writing this soundtrack for this film. It's about, uh, I don't, I can't really say too much, but. I've always wanted to say that, but not in that pretentious way. <laughs> uh, it's, kind, it's kind of about um, portals and stuff and time travel and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And it's, it's independently made yeah. um, by a guy called Richard Miller. And he's a really awesome dude. And, yeah, I can't wait for people to see it because it looks great. I'm really happy with how it's come across. Nice. Like, i you know, I can't wait for it to come out, really.
0: Yeah, how does that compare with working on a game or making an album? Like, is it? I imagine it's a massively different premises, but I suppose maybe there's some of the same techniques are going into the uh, into the production.
1: It's definitely different because I'm working through you know scene by scene and just kind of writing off the cuff. Mm. Whereas when you've written an album, I guess you've got the songs ready to go in yeah. with, unless you go in blind. Mm. But yeah, I'm going in blind to each time I write, so. I don't put anything down until I feel like it fits or feels mm. like it's like you get the goosebumps on the back of your neck or whatever then yeah. you know you're onto a good thing. Um And that's kind of what I like about it is the fact that it is a challenging thing to do for me because I've never done it. And I was like, mm. I've always wanted to do film yeah. composition and video game composition. So now that I'm in the driving seat for that, like it feels really good just to go, right, I'm going to go. Write some music for a movie now. You know, it's a nice yeah. feeling with my cup of tea or wine <laughs> if I'm feeling crazy. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's, it's what I want to do and move. You know, yeah. move across to um, a little bit more.
0: Yeah, am I right in thinking it runs in the family a little bit? Is your dad involved in uh, in production?
1: Yeah, he, he he was in. He was an actor, so was my mum. Okay. Um, so they, that's how they kind of met when they were younger. Obviously, mm. when they were younger, because that's how. Time works. Because our babies are <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they met in London at the Guildhall. And then, um, so, I mean, we're all three of us, me and my brother and my sister, we're all like creative in one way or the other. My sister writes comedy for TV. My brother's really good at acting. Like, so, kind of like a bit of a creative outfit, really. Um, but yeah, dad makes, and mum, they, they make like little kind of documentaries now about the climate and cool stuff like that so it does run in the family definitely like i I honestly don't know what i'd be doing if i didn't do music or yeah in in you know have something creative to do i think it drives me mad
0: yeah
1: (laughs) you'd um,
0: probably just be playing video games mate
1: i would be mate i would be doing nothing but playing computer games and um just, yeah, just
0: just, sorry. just 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 immersing yourself moving, moving swiftly on. We've got the uh the second game on uh, on your list, and I've got to admit, and you're probably going to hate me for this, I've never played this game.
1: Wow, where uh, have you been?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I've not even got an excuse for this one. Uh, Half Life is the next game. I can't believe I've just admitted on a recording that I've not
1: played half <laughs> about computer games as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Just that, just that the uh, all my credentials have been ripped up. Talk to me about um, talk to me about 1998. And did you or did you play it on release? Oh. Then was it
1: uh, it was around release, yeah? it was um, we didn't really have you didn't need a powerful computer to play this game, no. Um, then which was the beauty of it, you could run it on software, mm. hardware, or whatever you know, like basic stuff. But my friend Rocky had like the most powerful PC out of all three of my little mates and um so we go around his but his his parents weren't strict on it by any means but he they would limit how much the him and his brothers could play mm. which is quite uh, i think it's quite a good parenting myself you know um so they they you get like an hour and a half a week i think okay. so we would go around and we'd sit there and we'd play half-life and it was just i don't know what it was about that game i think it was the the atmosphere the, the fact that you're trying to escape and then the the army the marines turn up and there's like these beings from another dimension you've got a, our smart shoot and the ai is really mm. good the soundtrack's amazing the graphics were so ahead of their time
0: mm.
1: and it was super immersive and it was a yeah. nice long game and it, it i mean i'm sure for, for research or whatever but it's had like it had like 250 game of the year awards or something ludicrous
0: yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's absolutely um, crazy it's um, it's definitely the. Pro- it's one of the biggest black marks on my uh, on my record, but it's like it's like one of those <laughs> that it's like one of those that just sort of pass me by. It's something I know. It's, it's a game I know a lot about, but a game I've never actually mm. sat down to um, to to play through. In doing my research for this, um, I was sort of surprised to to find out that because I didn't know this that it was Valve's first game like they'd split the 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 heads of um heads of valve split off i believe from microsoft I might be wrong there but they split off from wherever they were and sort of started making this game adamant that they were gonna you know they were were making something good pitching it to all sorts of Mm. publishers and just struggling to find a publisher (laughs) the idea now that they're probably the biggest publisher well i mean they're they're probably the biggest biggest independent publisher i've got you know like with you know, they're they're they're, a, they're, a, they're their own entity,
1: aren't they? Yeah, and following it up with, like, Half-Life 2 and I mean, even the in-between games, Opposing Force, I loved because you play yeah. from the Marines' perspective, the same game but from the Marines' perspective, and then Blue Shift was a nice little add-on. Yeah. Um, coming out on the PS2, I I mean, it was always going to come out on something else, but it didn't play as well. It never played no. as well. But Yeah, like, there's, there's so many moments in that game that are so scary, but still hold up like you know when you're just like in the shower yeah. on the bog whatever you just think of a moment in a game or so you're like oh man I forgot about that bit you know
0: yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> it's one of those games that I, it drives my, my mates nuts because I somehow have this ability to bring back any conversation to Half-Life <laughs> and I think that they, they've kind of caught on and I think it just annoys them now but I can't help it I, yeah. you know if you love something you're going to talk about it of course, um, yeah. I love that game. I yeah. genuinely love it. I mean, it, be-
0: it began sort of so much, so much of what we sort of consider a trope now, or take for granted, or whatever, in games like Half Life sort of originated. I mean, even like the silent protagonist originates from yeah. Half Life, Gordon, you know, Gordon yeah. Freeman being this iconic. And I don't think anybody has ever nailed the silent protagonist as well as Valve <laughs> did there. Like, just this? Somehow, somehow, he's got personality despite saying absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, super, super <laughs> geeky family man with big, thick-rimmed glasses and yeah. a very late '90s goatee.
0: I remember the first time I saw him and I was like, "That's like sci-fi Ned Flanders." Like, why is he?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's cool though because if they'd like the Arnie Duke Newcomb type, it would have been mm. a totally different game. Yeah, I exactly. think it's The fact that you are a geeky scientist, you know, and you're. you're you, you're out of your element. You're not some ripped dude with loads of guns. You start with a crowbar, you know, and then you you have to sneak up on black ops and stuff. It's it's cool as hell.
0: Yeah, I mean, considering the, considering the time period as well when it was like Doom and Duke Nukem and the, these big, mm. you know, essentially mostly meathead dudes, and then you've got Gordon Freeman as your protagonist, and he's yeah. it was like it was like the complete antithesis, and yet it was that that you know one of the is one of the biggest games ever again still revered to this day one of the highest rated games on metacritic i think it's got like a 96 on Metacritic or something which i think it's like maybe one on you've gotta
1: play it man what are you doing talking yeah. to me download yeah. half-life it's like 400 meg <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I should be playing yeah i should be it's playing nothing.
1: i should be uh, i should be playing it right now maybe maybe what we should do is you should download half-life and i'll interview you about it afterwards yeah.
0: let's do it yeah, we'll do that too.
1: That'd be really cool. That's Yeah, I I'll have will, a list uh, of questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I actually, my my own my only experience with Half-Life is actually Half-Life Two, and playing again very little of it okay. on the console version of the Orange Box that I bought purely to play Portal. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. The um, Orange Box was something else. What a genius stroke that was. I know, like, like, stroke of genius.
0: It's uh, yeah, it's 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 an ins- it's an insane package, and like it's, it's got it's one of the yeah. It's one of the best values in game, even even now. Like, tri- yeah, those those you know, Team Fortress, Portal, Half Life Two. How can you? You mm. know, you can't. You can't really beat that. But um, no,
1: you can't. Especially back- now, you can probably buy it for a quid.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Get it. Get it in a Steam sale. It's not ten p. It's like whatever. <laughs> I think Team Fortress Two is free. Like just giving it away. Amazing. Just giving it away. Um, I want. So, you to talk to me a little bit about Zen. From the end of the game. I believe there's a, there's a controversy around the end of Half-Life that uh, a lot of people don't
1: like. Yeah, there is. I think a lot of people thought that it was just a bit of a cop-out because you go through this portal and suddenly you're where all the aliens come from and it's a bit jarring because you can suddenly jump a lot further and you're in space and I didn't really mind it. It kind of just for me, it was like, right, this is the final act, you know, you know, you know you're towards the end of the game, mm. but then you just fight some weird spider thing and a weird floating baby. Um, I wouldn't really too much for you, yeah, yeah. but I thought, it, yeah, I mean, I get the feeling that if it was, if Half Life One had finished in the facility in Black Mesa, mm. then people would have been like, "Oh, okay, whatever," you know, like, it's finished. That's kind of cool. The rest of the game is perfect, mm. less perfect. Yeah, but you know, you you you're suddenly on this alien planet and. It is different, but I don't mind it. I, I'm in the, the the side of I'm in the camp of I don't really mind. I think it's it's not worth keeping. There's there's worse things to worry about than the ending of
0: yeah the game. Yeah,
1: there is <laughs> like Game uh, of Thrones. Like yeah. everyone needs to get over the end of Game of Thrones now. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The internet definitely needs to get over. The internet remembers though. So, <laughs> have you played it recently?
1: Weirdly, I did play it fairly recently. Um, I was playing uh, Battlefront Two with a mate just one evening like mm-hmm. online recently and I was like really fancy playing you know an hour of half life so I loaded it up and obviously it downloads in no time at all now whereas mm. when you were 12 or whatever it took like an hour on a cd yeah. so I just loaded it up and played it and yeah like it still holds up because no matter how many times you play that there's still bits you can't remember how to do it yeah so it is still challenging even though it's 22 years old
0: Yeah, it's still good ways to surprise. Hang
1: on, more than that. Twenty-three years old. Yeah, there's still surprises and scares and stuff. So yeah, I've I've played it recently. Second one is fantastic and I played that fairly recently as well. But I don't actually, weirdly, after this conversation, like I don't play a huge amount of video games.
0: Okay.
1: Um I don't play like every night or anything like that. Yeah. It's Hmm.
0: It's, it's yeah it's not a it's not a it's not a nightly thing. It's more of a more of a special occasion for you.
1: Yeah, recreational kind of thing. You know, like if I find a game that I really love, like Fallout Four or the Uncharted games or anything, then I'll I'll sink my teeth into it. Like I tried to play Red Dead recently. Yeah. And I played it for like ten hours. And I just went, oh, I'm bored. Like I'm so bored of skinning animals and just taking them back to get money, and then I just I couldn't get into it, which is.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, Shame, isn't it? But I, I'm I'm going to try and go back, but I'm with you. Like it felt more like a job than a game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep.
0: like,
1: yeah. And I I can understand why people want to live that fantasy of being in the Wild West and enjoying yeah. that. And you know, I think, movie, I think I'm I think I'm just going
0: to play it to feel like yes. I've been outside.
1: <laughs> just Go swimming, chasing a bear. I've done some stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> Half Life
0: is going into the Desert Island Arcade, a game that you Tom George could play forever, preferably not in one and a half chunks after
1: Cubs. I could totally play it forever, and I would definitely play it before Cub Scouts. Oh man, you have got to get on and play this seriously. I'm annoyed at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a little bit about this before, but you've obviously you've obviously got a, a, you know a, his- a history with games and was there anything specific other than being a fan that drew you into wanting to to work on on
1: games? Oh, that's such a good question, mate. Um I think because I've always played games, like I said earlier, not like religiously, but mm. I've, you know, I've I've enjoyed the format and mm. you know, enjoying it with my friends, like mm. I always said like when we used to play, you know, SNES or or Mega Drive or whatever. The way you play it is you play with your mate or your brother or sister next to you, with your legs mm. folded, and you and you you're, you're just you're up there in the TV almost. Yeah. So for me, like I've always wanted to write music, always since I was a kid.
0: Mm.
1: And the the two kind of just met in the middle, I think. Yeah. And like I say, like I said earlier, I I feel so incredibly fortunate to be writing music every day for games, even though they're you know the small indie games, but I love it oh, yeah. because it's 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 like you said, it's a really cool industry and it's certainly, you know, I'm 35 now and I only really started doing this a year ago properly. So mm. in terms of a career, it's quite late to the game because yeah. you know you've got 21 year olds coming out of university who are just like work for nothing and all of that. So to get my foot in it is a really nice feeling and I think I just want to do it forever, mate. Yeah, like, I just cool. really, I I love doing it. Yeah, sorry, true. that was wishy washy, but <laughs>
0: no, 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 absolutely. I mean, you can, you can, you can tell, you can, you know, you can tell tell from me exactly what you're saying, how you're saying it, that you, you know you are, you are loving it, and that you're not taking it for granted either, which I think, is a is a good trait. Yeah, I think I think too many people take take the things they've got for for granted, um, especially at the moment. Uh, you talked yeah, absolutely. about the collaborative nature of the way you like to play games, playing Uncharted with uh, a bunch of hungover mates, or you know, passing the keyboard, <laughs> passing the keyboard <laughs> back and forth on uh, on Half Life. Um, talk to me a little bit about your next game. Talk to me about about Journey, a game with one of the most unique multiplayer elements to it ever.
1: That was a really interesting game to play because I didn't realize until after playing it. That those people, those extra characters coming yeah. in were people playing the game. I thought they were just like UPCs or whatever they call yeah. them. I I could not believe that that was a thing. So as beautiful as Journey is and incredible to play, soundtrack obviously is just mm. sensational, and it, it it literally and physically moves the game along. Yeah. Um, seeing the characters come up. At the end of it was just like the icing on the cake. I was like, that is just cemented that yeah. playing experience. You know, it's only like six hours, isn't it? It's not it's, long at all. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think
0: it, don't think it's even that. I think it's three, maybe
1: three hours. You get that much perfection in a game in that amount of time. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was play it again straight afterwards. So it almost had an yeah. arcade feel because you're like, right, I'm going to chuck another twenty-five p fifty p in.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think there was there was definitely that. Um, discovering that multiplayer element and then finding out that people had that, you know, sort of, I sort of knew beforehand that, that those people were were extra characters but f- were real other people playing the game I should say, but yeah, um, having that experience and seeing someone who was um, obviously much more experienced at playing the game than I was, guiding me through mm. these more tricky sections and it made me want to go back in and do the same thing and sort of give back in that way. Go, oh yeah, I've done this puzzle. Here's how we're going to do it together in the same way that somebody had done it to me. And and never been able to sort of, not until the end of the game, knowing who that other person is on the other end of the, yeah. other, the other controller is, is a mad experience. And the fact that it does come yes. up like credits at the end of the game, you're like, it wasn't even one person. It was six different people. And yet it never feels, Separate, you know, it never, so never feels crazy. broken up,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, they nailed it. It took a long time to come out there, right? It took good, like, yeah. four years or something.
0: Yeah, there was a there was, I think, I think I, I was reading up before that Sony wanted it in a year because they'd uh, that game company is the developer and they'd done Flower and Flow. And this was Flower was good, mm, love Flower, really love Flower. One of the again, you know, that game company I've always sort of I won't say pioneered, but they've always sort of on that weird route in the indie game space, of going, mm. yeah, you're gonna play as Petals in the Wind in this one. And you're like, yeah, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all in, I'm all in, yeah, I'm absolutely, yeah, let's go, absolutely all in. Um, yeah, the, the journey is, Journey one of those games that, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it made it onto my list because it is such a, it's just a powerful experience, and you know, it's so mm. minimalist, like in its, in its design and. And and in this gameplay, it's a very simple puzzle platformer, and even the word "puzzle" is a bit a bit of a stretch. But um, yeah, sort of quote from from somebody uh, uh, on the dev team who said that they tried to develop it like a Japanese garden, removing everything that doesn't fit in that space, so that you just, just I'm like, and I feel like if something like that wasn't coming from the guys that made that game, if you get if you if you see that quote before that game comes out, I'm going, pretentious, no, not, not having it. <laughs> that comes out after you play Journey, you go, oh, beautiful, powerful, yeah, amazing, yeah.
1: <laughs> zen. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's a very zen video game.
1: It is. It's just like, you, it kind of like, it holds your hand on the way through mm. the story and the music in particular and it just, you just flow through it. Yeah. You, it's, it's, it's a really, it's like, it's like, working your way through a stream and the currents behind you just pushing you along
0: yeah
1: but it doesn't make it it doesn't that's not you know to any discredit to it it it's simply it really, i can't really describe journey it's just you have to play it mm. and enjoy it and w- work out what the experience is for you because it's like a it's a real treasure isn't it it's a gem it's yeah. of a game
0: Absolutely, absolutely absolutely a gem of the game uh, of, of a game, I should say. Um you mentioned the the music and the way that the score sort of guides you along as well. Um Austin Mentori, who's the 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 um the composer on that, sort of dynamically wanted to tie the actions of the player and nearby objects into the mm. into the sounds he was creating, which means that it makes for it makes for a completely different experience to listen to it outside of the game. But playing it, it is that yeah. it does like you like you said, it does just, just lift you up and like that that in itself must be, um, I mean, as, as someone that, that that works on, that works in this medium must be something that you you want to be tr- trying to do even in subtle ways with, with the music you're making.
1: Yeah, he, um, Austin Winsor. like, I followed him on Twitter a wee while back. Like, I think I actually, weirdly, after completing the game, I remember this now, after completing it, I put out toys that's what we do, you know, mm. and like, I said, great game. Journey was incredible, incredible soundtrack by Austin Wintory. And he liked it and replied, saying, thank you very much. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, I, you don't often expect people to yeah. apply to, you know, to beat that you're putting out. And I, I ended up going on YouTube and finding his channel and stuff. And I was just watching a video of him playing Feed the Birds. Watching him play that, I was like, I can, I reckon I can play that. And I'd never played Bam in my life. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna try it. And it's three chords, and you know, I, I've played guitar since I was 13. And I yeah. thought, oh, this would be easy, and it wasn't at all. It's 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 difficult if you've never done it before. Yeah. It's like learning how to ride a bike again or whatever. And um I did it and then I, I I recorded it and like put it in a tweet or something, and he liked it and said that's that's really cheered me up. I was like, mate, this guy's really nice.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> In interviews and stuff like that I see of him he just seems like a very very poor cool person who mm. again feels very very privileged to be playing in well to be writing in this medium mm. um and he is like he's definitely an inspiration on me because I just think that for Journey he wrote this incredible piece like mm. and it brought that game to life yeah and he's genuinely like um influenced me in wanting to do composition for games yeah. which is where I'm at now, which is like freaking nice.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, it's, it's, it's lovely when yeah. something like that sort of dynamically dynamically happens again. You know, someone it's always nice when the people that you like are nice. I find I find that you, you never yeah. want to find out that someone it you does know, oh, I really love their work <laughs> and they're they're a dick.
1: Like, yeah, turn out to be some massive racist or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's ruined it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not again.
1: Um not again. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, before we move on from the from the journey thing, did you by any chance see any of the the V&A um, exhibition on video games? No, it, there's no. A, there was a really, really good exhibition at the V&A on, on on games and Journey played a massive part of it. Um, oh, nice. And I think uh, I think there's a lot of it covered in the I think it's called Play, Watch, Listen was the was the exhibition, and I think there's a lot of what they put into that in the in that the official book of the exhibition. So I recommend taking oh, cool. a look at that because it, it talks about it. again yeah. stuff like the the you know the Japanese garden approach of sort of stripping everything away and how different mm-hmm. people have come to play it, and again that a lot of the experiences we've talked about there with the with the multiplayer and stuff like that. But it was fantastic to see like the original design docs being laid out and how they were gonna yeah, man. create this this thing. Um, so yeah, a, a unanimous uh, journey is uh, into the into the Desert Island Arcade.
1: I feel like this should be like um, Room One Hundred One, where you either like, do you remember the show where like where you like talk about something, and then it either goes into Room One Hundred One or like it stays out and yeah. it like that was
0: uh, funnily enough when I was first drafting the notes for what this show was going to be that was room 101 was the concept was that um oh, no, sure. people would come come with come to me with games that they thought were um were brilliant and I would be the deciding voice of whether they were gonna go <laughs> yeah or but... whether... and then I went I can't judge that I, that's not that's not that doesn't work like that it's so subjective yeah
1: but... plus you've never played half-life so, I know, so who might judge anything <laughs>
0: who might judge anything exactly. <laughs> We talked a lot about 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 stainless and um, what they've been working on. How long has stainless been around now?
1: How long have they been around? Uh, oh, good. I think about twenty five years in mm. total, actually.
0: Yeah, so, so a, they've been going a along big, long old time. Mm, a big part of the uh, the the UK games industry, then.
1: Yeah, they, they the breakthrough game was *Carmageddon*. Mm. um back in the late 90s which yeah. did really well yeah, like i think it set them well. up for a good amount of years um and um yeah then the second one came out it was banned i believe and then they they released a version which had green blood so it was like zombies <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um and then i think everyone just gave up and was just like oh let's just release it because it's selling like hot cakes yeah um but yeah, like they, they've got some really good titles behind them, and we're working on some really cool stuff at the moment. I wish I could talk about because yeah. I love talking about games, but um, I think they'll snipe me from afar. Yeah. if I do. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about the, the sort of the reverence of, of Journey,
0: and, and sort of it, it did become one of these sort of cultural touchstones for what a modern indie game could be, and sort of shone a light mm. on lesser-known studios. I mean, this is quite a. Mm quite a difficult question but um do you think that increased awareness is good for smaller devs like stainless now to sort of be like you can publish your own game and people will give a shit about it they will find its audience
1: It's a really good question mate yeah I, I do think that i think it's games like journey have bought a light and shone a light onto the smaller companies because you know you got your EAs and your naughty dogs and whatever and your Rockstar North and but if a game's good then a the game is good. It doesn't matter who makes yeah. it. So from time to time there will be these beautiful little nuggets of gaming yeah. that come out like is it um Ori Willow Willow the, Willow the Wisp? Like that's supposed to be great. Yeah it's supposed it's, to be absolutely I haven't played that yet. Um beautiful little game. But you know like you see these People on Reddit, like in indie gaming, like I, I'm on those, um, yeah. Just because it's interesting, mm. like people are like I've given up my job, I'm going for it. I'm making my own game, and you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's like, that's like a commitment it. but I think they have the like the belief to do it, and hopefully the ability to do it because that can happen now mm. with you know bet. social media being what it is and gaming on every single item that you pretty much have on you, yeah there's a market there especially at the moment with lockdown and stuff so yeah absolutely um yeah i think it definitely helps indies. have you um, have
0: absolutely. you seen it have you seen indie game the movie
1: yes i watched that years ago it's great isn't it um super meat boy was it
0: yeah and uh, fez was in there as well i think and a few of those that like, was it yeah
1: big indies from if i remember back the, there. The, the the one of the guys from the games in the morning and the game's supposed to be out on the the store or whatever and he's yeah. waiting flows of text going where is it where is it where it wasn't out and he was stressing but then it, it did really well in the end didn't it i think yeah i'm um, as a side game which mm. i'm allowed to do which is nice but um as a side game i'm working with a, a one guy called naz who's in london and same deal like on repeat i yeah. i messaged him because i saw some of his footage of his mm. lone developer game which is a cyberpunk bounty hunting game. Oh, wow. And um, he's been developing it for years on his own from the ground up. And honestly, dude, it looks incredible. Like, yeah, it looks sensationally good. He's nailed the aesthetic and everything. It's just really cool, grimy, dark rain, mm-hmm. the lot. And, um, yeah, he's making that all on his own. And I'm just picking him sounds for it and, nice. and, and music for it as and when. So, yeah, check that out as well if you want to, mate. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's called man. Vigilance. It's really nice. good.
0: Yeah, you get into score your own little Blade Runner then.
1: Yeah, it's just sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm trying. I'm trying to make it not like a carbon copy of the Vangelis stuff because that was such a unique and iconic and game changing soundtrack. And obviously, yeah. the Hans Zimmer version is mm. the incorrect term, but is is very very good also. So. yeah. To just carbon copy one of those wouldn't make sense. So I'm gonna no. try and make it a little more unique. Yeah. Somehow. But you need you need sense in Cyberpunk, it's just how it is. Absolutely. I mean,
0: there definitely seems to be a, a cyberpunk vibe going on at the moment. We won't talk about the big obvious one, but it's a bit of a, a, bit of a boom for uh cyberpunk media at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think it's been on the, the cards for a while, you know, like cause mm. the whole um, synthwave thing kicked in a few years ago didn't it, mm. it was the very 80s obviously and then yeah. you've got lots going on in the world that's very much yeah. part of the cyberpunk aesthetic like big corporations and you know people in poverty, massive cultural divides and stuff mm. no flying cars yet but no. Getting there no. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> Elon could, Musk is on the way
0: yeah they're that, that coming next year Elon's on the job I don't know how we're gonna segue flying cars into uh, Ocarina of Time, but that's how we're gonna do it. We're just gonna do it like that. Um, I like it. Game number four on the list, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I take it, you mean the original N64 version and not the 3DS version? Not that the 3DS version isn't valid.
1: I hear you. Weirdly, mate, um, it's actually the GameCube version, the port into the game ah, okay. that came with uh, came with Wind Waker. That was my first introduction to Ocarina of Time because I loved Wind Waker, and it just came as the bonus disc. It was such yeah. a good deal. I can't believe how good it was. Um, and me and my girlfriend at the time, when we was like seventeen, played it relentlessly because she'd played it before. She just got me into it. Yeah. And it's just magical, isn't it? It's yeah. like I can't even describe how instantly great that game is, even now.
0: Yeah, it's um, it brings back a lot of um, a lot of fun memories, and this is this is coming from someone that I I didn't have an N sixty four. It was one of those games that I'd play other other places, and still, yeah. And I don't actually know if I've ever finished it front to back, to be honest. But I've still got that nostalgia for you know. For some of that some of that music. I was listening to bits of Koji Kondo's mm. soundtrack as I was putting the show notes together this afternoon and doing a little bit of work and you just you can you can see that world in your head. I
1: mean yeah, it helps viral just opening up in front of you.
0: Yeah, I mean it helps that the whole franchise is so iconic, I suppose, but it's yeah, that when I think when I think of when I think of the Legend of Zelda, I see Link in that polygonal N sixty four form um mm-hmm. first which is cool but um why ocarina of time for you then why is why ocarina over over wind waker or any of the others
1: oh man like i think wind waker was such a departure from the original like polygon mm. graphics and stuff you know and then it went all cell shaded didn't it so it's kind of more cutesy and whatever but I think the um it's made me really want to play Wind Waker again actually because never actually completed it. Ocarina at time was kind of dark, you know. I had some really dark moments. Like, you know, all those things that just stop and stare at you and scream. Oh, you put me on the spot now. Like sorry, like they they come out <laughs> of graves and they just stop and stare at you and whole camera turns and they just scream this horrible noise. Um it's just so big. It's a huge, huge game. get a horse halfway through that you can start riding around which makes things really good fun the humor in it's wicked the soundtrack again and i love love the fact that each you know i know this is quite a a a generic format but each area had its own unique sound
0: Hmm.
1: and unique reverbs and um soundtrack like the hyrule field that's an adventure track because suddenly you're you know galloping across huge fields and on a horse and then when you're in the Kokiro Village, it's a bit more you know, yeah. next-door neighbory and you're throwing yeah. chickens around or whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll ask you the same question again, as I asked with uh, with Half-Life. Does it hold up and have you played it recently?
1: I have not played it in years. Um, I feel like a remaster should be on the way. I really do. I mm. think it would be silly for them not to because it would sell by the bucket load, wouldn't it? it absolutely. And you could would. play it on the the uh the switch and whatnot i haven't, I haven't played on switch yet um because you know. like i say i'm not I'm no i'm not a huge like like i said i'm not a huge 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 gamer i love working in it and i love the soundtracks and creating and playing games that i love but mm. i don't think i'd use it if i bought one yeah i feel like a
0: switch benefits um, from a commute
1: exactly and i've got a literally a three-second commute yeah here to here. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't get the water
0: temple done in that time, could you?
1: Oh, don't. That still haunts me. St- even if I played it now, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, it's. I think they made it purposefully difficult.
0: Absolutely. I think. I mean, I think they admi- they admitted that at some point. But yeah, we talk about music. Oh, the, no. mu- music in the water temple will probably. I, again, this is someone that's. I don't think I've ever completed the water dem- temple on my own. Will always fill me with a little bit of dread. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think you could play that to like somebody you kidnap and they'd give you the information <laughs> immediately. Not, so, oh no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> it's not it's not quite sonic drowning music, but it's up there. <laughs> the the there was the there was the 3DS remake. They sort of remade it um hmm. with a gave it a little bit of polish and uh, and put it on put it on the handheld and uh, made the water temple easier um on the 3DS. Oh good. <laughs> They listened. So yeah, learning learning their of their ways. But I think you're right. I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Nintendo wanted to go back. And even they've remade like A Link to the Past and stuff like that for Switch. So
1: Tony Hawk's has done it. Crash Bandicoot's yep. done it. I think Metal Gear will probably happen at some point. Mate, the, the, I'd love it. The genius. I would, mate. The, the genius thing is they've got all these amazing games from the past twenty odd years. Mm. that they can just go back and revamp. And it's not even the cop-out. It's like, no, people want that. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I, will, I will
1: give you 25 quids to play Ocarina of Time in a beautiful setting with updated graphics. Of course I will. Yeah.
0: You give them 25, yeah. but they'll Sorry. charge you 50. Yeah.
1: I'll try and haggle them. Yeah. But it's not going to work. Yeah, phone they up, would phone. They would definitely charge you 50.
0: Just phone up Nintendo and they'll, they'll sort you
1: out. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you need
0: anyone to score Ocarina of Time? <laughs>
1: I'm free, let's do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where do you fall on Majora's Mask then? If you're such an ocarina fan, where does Majora's Mask come in for you? Or does it even?
1: It doesn't because I played about an hour of it and I just didn't know what was going on. So I gave up. I was like 17 at the time. So um, yeah, I was just like, oh. Some people swear by it, don't they? Mm. You know, some people swear like it's kind of like the, the whole Weezer. Pinkerton thing or whatever. You know, some people yeah. swear that it's the best record or they swear that it's the best game, Majora's Mask, but well, I, I don't I, think I, it
0: is. I, I never got on board. It's another one they did a, a 3DS remake of as well. I never got on board mm. with it. I thought I feel like any game with a strict time mechanic is always gonna
1: Yeah, that stress out.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't need that I don't need that I don't need that kind of stress in my life. But it is you know it is interesting. It's one of the only Zelda um direct sequels. Purely because they could just use the same engine and reskin it. Um, oh, okay. But and I think they're probably going to do the same thing with um, the Breath of the Wild sequel as well, which is supposed to be coming out this year. Which
1: Oh, no shit. Nice. I haven't played a Zelda game since Twilight Princess. Oh, wow. I remember playing i still got a copy of that. I think it's worth about 40 quid, just the disc on its own. I think it's quite rare. you
0: played on um, GameCube.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. Played on Super GameCube. Rare. Quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. Um, is it really?
0: Mm.
1: I have yeah. to find that. So in fact, it belongs to my mate called Tom Lauro. So I will message him to see if he doesn't mind me saying it <laughs> before I make 50 quid on his property from 15 years ago. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played a Zelda game since that. So I know Breath of the Wild is supposed to be incredible. And the one before that, which was. Uh, uh, God, we're good.
0: No, that was Twilight Princess.
1: Wasn't it? I'm sure it was. So what's the, there was one in between. Twilight oh, Sky, Skyward and,
0: Sword, sorry, is the one I'm thinking Sky of. Skyward
1: yeah. Sword, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um. So I haven't played any of those and I would like to, but I'm at that point now, mate, where, because I'm aware of, I know I'm not old, but I'm aware of my age and some of my friends tell me I'm definitely old, is like, I'm aware that the industry, with, without risk of getting too serious at the moment, um, the industry at the moment, like, is doing really well, but I'm fully aware of how cutthroat it can be. Mm. So, instead of like investing fifty hours into you know a game,
0: yeah,
1: for me that that time a lot of the time could be used to get to the next point where I yeah. want to be in terms of career or creativity or whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, i'm well aware that there are these you know like i said before 20 21 year olds popping out of uni going oh i'm gonna you know i'll do this for free which is what i did initially
0: yeah
1: at the grand old age of 34 or whatever um but having said that i love a big game like yeah i love a game that takes me i was like like might this might lead us on well into yeah it might final do no, that segue
0: look at that yeah. um yeah we will we will go into uh into into our final game uh, the most recent game on the list, um, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. I just feel like sighing. What a I trip!
1: I feel yeah, uh... exhausted just reading the title. <laughs> <laughs> what a trip, man!
0: Uh, I don't know if I'm more exhausted from playing the game or from reading the discourse afterwards.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a very uh, strange time that it was released. And the build-up was obviously very chaotic. Yeah. Um, but in terms of execution, like it's the first game that I've ever played using these. So yeah. these are like noise-canceling headphones. That I just plugged into my PlayStation controller,
0: yeah.
1: and because uh, my my TV is about I don't know, say twenty feet less. No, God, less, way less. Safe. My my TV is like five meters away from my bed or whatever. Mm. and. The speakers on it aren't too hot. So I was like, right, I'm gonna put these in. And oh my god, does it up the empty when it comes to the scares and the yeah. fear and the all of that? Just really shit me up a lot. Um <laughs> but I loved it. I was just genuinely like, I like lo- and since playing that game in that way with the headphones on and everything like that, yeah. I've really got into watching my like quirky horror films. Okay. like... Um, like midsummer and stuff in the lighthouse just because I really like feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. For for some weird <laughs> fucking, um sadistic <laughs> reason. Um but yeah. As a game, what did you think?
0: I loved it. I loved it. I mean first of all you wouldn't catch me playing with headphones on because yeah, I'd play. <laughs> I'd, play, I'd play with all the lights on. Someone else in the room. The, <laughs> I was playing in the
1: dark, you yeah, would. not play no, it again.
0: Uh, I, I I do need to. I do need to play it again. But um, no, I did. I loved it. I could never understand the the negative discourse around it either. It seemed. I'm. I'm not. I don't so really want to get into it. To be honest, if you want to know, you know, if you've not already know the discourse around the Last of Us two, then just head to the internet yep. somewhere and find it. But um, where have you been? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't, I couldn't understand how anybody could look at that and, yeah, you can be sad that, and we won't do big spoilers for this one because it's relatively recent. No. But you can be sad and angry at things that happen in the game. But overall, the story is just, it's, it's just mind blowing.
1: It's really, really, really good, and I think a lot of people that were so negative on it just were too busy just trying to. I don't know what people's problems are like there's worse problems in the world than a character in a movie either going one way or being one way like it's 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 a it's a fantasy it's a game it's it's make believe yeah why do people feel they need to like shit on it because they don't think it's right like come (laughs) on man like, like, I,
0: mean, I'd, like, I'd, 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 uh, I couldn't understand how you'd watch anything or play anything and go, "This is not the way I would have done it." Or,
1: it's, yeah. It's well, luckily, way. luckily, mate, you're not the one. This is what I feel i saying to those people. You're not the one who's who's made all these great games with great stories and incredible characters.
0: I assume that if you played the second game, you played the first game.
1: Yes, I did. I, I played the first game as soon as it came out, I can't believe that game is eight years old. No, it's um, crazy. And the fact that it came out on the PlayStation 3, just it's, it was like a final beautiful sign-off for that console. I I was going, here you go, here's the best game. Yeah. Here you go. Like, you know, one of the top ten games ever made, and we're going to drop it as a as a farewell yeah. game yeah. for the fan base. Like, it's, exactly. it's the ultimate two fingers up at Xbox. There you go. <laughs> um, and yeah, that first game just blew my mind I, I couldn't believe how long it was i couldn't believe how detailed it was and just mm. i i searched around every single room that i could looking for stuff mm. not just because um, i wanted to have everything because i'm not a comatist or anything but i just loved picking stuff up and creating and uh you know making stuff up yeah
0: the, li- the, little, stories that are, the little stories that are in uh, in each room though i mean that's Something that the the two really mm. really delves in on, you know, you could explore an area that somebody else might not even get to, and you find a little note or yeah a thing on the wall or something that just says yeah. somebody has lived here before. I mean, it's, that's something that we talked. Obviously, we yeah. started this podcast with with uh, Uncharted Two, with sort of bookending with another Naughty Dog game. That's something that they've. It seems that they've they've just worked away at for the last. What fifteen years more than that obviously mm. they would, but in terms of creating these sort of more grounded stories, they've always tried to put this personal element in, and with um with the last of us, like um Neil Dropman and Bruce Australia have managed to like really sort of add these really gritty grounded human elements in there, and it makes you know we talk about the scares and the just the unease of being in the world even more prominent because you're like. This feels like somewhere I've been. For some yeah, people, it, feels it real, is somewhere
1: it? they've been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the it's not a spoiler, but one of my favorite moments in that game is the first time you I think you go to the downtown area where you're basically just collecting stuff like around the courthouse. Yeah. And you go into this cafe, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna waddle into the toilet and try and find some, you know, health pills or something. And you just go through and for no apparent reason they didn't need to throw this in but they did this infected just bursts out through the cubicle door oh
0: god grabs you
1: and i had to like press pause because my heart was just jumping out (laughs) of my chest and there were so many moments like that the unease of fighting that big boss thing that kind of splits and and you're like, oh, I've killed. Oh, I haven't killed it. Oh, good, there are two. Like, yeah. it's just they they thought about everything, and they yeah. thought about. I love the fact they were so unapologetic about the way that they wrote it and about the characters in it, and mm. it was it was really well constructed.
0: Yeah, and they, I mean, they, they you know they are flawed. Everybody in that game is a flawed character.
1: Do you, do you think there's the scope for a third one then? <laughs>
0: I think there is if they want there to be. Because, you know, we talked about the impact of the first game. I think that they I think they could have ended it at the end of that first game, never gone back to that world, gone, there is a yeah. one and done story. That's not really how the video game industry works, especially at that level. But I don't think they'd have come back to that world if they didn't have a story to tell. And I think they could yeah. finish a trilogy there.
1: And I well, would... I, I guess... Mm.
0: I'd welcome it, you know.
1: I would. I think it depends on the um how the show goes too.
0: Mm. That would yeah, that could that could play an interesting
1: That's gonna be fascinating. I mean what you got the writers from Chernobyl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, um, the writers from the
1: game. The director of Right. So like on paper, it's just like sensation. I'm frothing at the mouth of the idea of that TV show. I just can't yeah. even get over it. Save like it's slightly different. God, we've been chatting for ages, but I could carry on, honestly. Um, like Mandalorian, mm. um, the way that they wrote that and just brought the fan base back on side with everything it was just like it felt like I was chatting to a mate about this, and it felt like a open, apologetic love letter to the fan base of Star Wars going, mm. This is Star Wars, this is how it's meant to feel. And yeah. you've seen it, right? Yeah. Right. So I mean, spoiler alert, but pause. But when that X-wing flies in,
0: yeah,
1: and you see that saver, like everybody of our yeah. age was transported back to like the first time they saw the original trilogy and was like, "That's yeah. Luke Skywalker," and he's not jumping all over the place, being like ridiculous yeah. or taking on an AT-ST like in the movies. Yeah. He is just awesome, you know. Yeah,
0: he's just yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the ca- he's the character you expect him to be. This sort of stoic, exactly. bad- stoic badass. And I remember watching it, yeah. and um, and unfortunately, we were watching Mandalorian on a bit of a delay, and I'd been spoiled of the ending of the last episode.
1: Oh no, mate! I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um. The <laughs> oh, the, 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 the dreaded
0: the dreaded YouTube thumbnail got me. Some oh, you know, some kid. someone going, oh Mandalorian, but uh, the thumbnail's there. But it did mean were you on
1: your phone or what?
0: No, I know I, we were so we were watching it probably that we started the second season, sort of two weeks after it started. So we, we were sort of binge watching. Oh, okay. It, and I probably right. in the midst of that scene, this thumbnail of uh, what you're but it, it did mean that I could turn around and look at Nick as she watched what was going <laughs> yeah. on, and I'm going and the grin on my face is as I'm watching her, everything click into place about what's about to happen.
1: It was Amazing. that it was brilliant.
0: It was it was a moment in itself, but it's
1: um Yeah, I'm never gonna forget watching that episode. Me and my housemate watched it and um we were just both like like on the edge of our seats just looking at each other going what <laughs> like and then I watched it with my sister over Christmas and her uh fiance and I'm sat on the sofa and I think maybe I hyped it up too much and like I was looking over at him and he's like he's a bit older, he's like 47, so mm. he he was of a time that, you know, he would have gone to the cinema to see it. Probably mm-hmm. he would have been young, but he, he's a big Star Wars fan. He just sat there with his wine and Luke turned up and he just went, "What?" by like that, I was like, what? <laughs> like, that is not the reaction that no, I was expecting. You, you like, want, I, want I wanted wife. him to jump up.
0: You want that wine all over the place? You want him to be making a Yeah, like,
1: honestly, I was so excited when that happened. And I, I was buzzing afterwards. Yeah. I was cooking and I was singing and I was just like, that is how I felt that that last episode, in fact, the whole series, both of them, mm. was more Star Wars and be- better done. That's awful, Tom. Uh, more beautifully done than any of the new ones. Mm.
0: Yeah. I, I but completely, anyway, I completely, sorry. No, I completely agree with you. Um, my favourite thing about, one of my favourite things about The Mandalorian, though, is that it feels like a series of video game side quests. It feels like mm. watching. Because yes, you go here,
1: you go. It feels yeah. like watching
0: an RPG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, they, that sort of conversation just bring me around to sort of the idea of, and we've I've tried to avoid spoilers here and there, put a few warnings in, but a lot of people jumped on this ahead of time and were spamming the internet with spoilers as well before it came out. Mm. I assume mm. you didn't get caught in any of that before uh, beforehand.
1: No, I didn't. I managed to avoid it. I. I, I... Uh, read a really long article. I don't know what magazine it was in, but it was some. It was something like twenty pages long, mm. and it was all about a guy, a reporter who had been alongside Neil Druckmann for like two yeah. years of the development. He was reporting. I did you read it?
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic piece.
1: Super fascinating read. Just how like the, the ups and downs, and the highs mm. and lows, and just how you know how that journey was for him and his team. Um, and I'd, I'd managed to avoid all the spoilers. Like I, I, I knew that somebody in it um, wasn't uh, apparently the archetypal female, and I was like, yeah. right, who cares? Like, yeah. why, why does that matter? It's a game. It's yeah. it's make believe. It's fantasy. Yeah. Come on. Um, and I was like, if that's the spoiler, then why are people yeah. getting so yeah. kicking off? And then obviously things happen in the game where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I think no, if if you're gonna get you throw your toys out of a pram because a game hasn't been made in exactly the way that you want the
0: mm-hmm. game
1: to be, then go and make a game that you want to see and then yeah. people will slate your stuff and yeah. then see how it makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Exactly. Um I need to I need to replay this again. Game. I need it's to replay it's, it's it again. Absolutely sensational. Game.
0: There's a little bit of talk today about a PS5 patch, mm. so I need to. If they, I mean, regardless of whether it gets that or not, I need Ooh, to. Uh, naughty. Uh, I need to go back in and uh, and play through that again.
1: It looks so good on PS4. Um, yeah. it, it it looks so good, or even on the base model PS4, which is what mm. I've got. Like yeah. it looks incredible. It's gorgeous. Um, so it. God it's, knows what It's just. Like a, PS5, just
0: it, it's just an absolute feat, isn't it? And um, yeah, yeah, that, you know, it's. It was in some way or another. It was always going to end up on uh, on somebody's list, and I'm glad it's come so early because it because it feels fresh oh, and, uh, and good yeah. to go on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, The Last of Us Two, straight in to the uh, to the Desert Island Arcade. Um, I noticed a bit, a bit of a theme through um, through all the games. We've we talked about it a little bit here and there, but bleakness. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, just just general bleakness. Um, even the Great of Ocarina of Time. Um and yeah. the, lon- the loneliness of journey. Uh, no, it was that all, <laughs> almost all five games that you've mentioned have got distinct or memorable soundtracks and sound design. Do you think mm. that's has that played into your choices at all, or is it? Or do, you, or do you think it's a subconscious thing?
1: I feel like if you'd ask me what my top five were, even if I wasn't working in the game industry, I'd probably say those games anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus. You know, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. Crash Bandicoot. But because I've always been at Crash Bandicoot, because I've always been so obsessed with music and games, they both go hand in hand. So, Mm. yeah, I think think they do that list looking at it now. Like, the reason why that is a list is because of the soundtrack, but it is mainly because of the story and because of the games and the way that they made me feel. Obviously, there's a nostalgic element to it as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because everyone likes talking about their childhood. I had a really, really fun childhood, and um, yeah. games, I think, definitely played a part in that too. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Like, 1996, Christmas, we we thought we weren't getting a PlayStation because they'd sold out everywhere, and my dad, I don't know how much, this is bullshit, but he did say, like, on Christmas Day, he was like, this was the last one on Oxford Street in London because he was driving a cab at the time, yeah. and we had no money. Living down on the other, wall. we yeah. just moved house, and we, he used to send like a uh, an envelope full of cash in the post that he done <laughs> um, driving around the cab. So yeah, I can remember when we booted up that PlayStation for the first time, we had onside soccer, V Rally, Casper, and Rayman as the bundled games together. Yeah. And he said it was the last console on Oxford Street. So I've still got it somewhere. I didn't chuck it out. That's amazing. It's it's a game changer
0: yeah absolutely
1: um i think
0: we've i mean we've we've also discovered, to discover them well i've discovered that me and you've got pretty similar tastes in uh in in games as well a lot all the ones on the list there are you know either epic stories or smaller stories but they're all story based how important is a story or knowing that you're going to get a good story when you're choosing a new game or is it is that imperative above all else
1: Really good question. I think like one example that brings to mind Fallout 4, because you kind of create your own story, I guess. Mm, You go down different paths and shit. Yeah, a decent narrative and twists are always good and stuff like that. I think it's such an important part in gaming is having that story, and we've talked about it a lot, but the movie element as well. Last of Us feels like a movie, Uncharted feels like a movie. Half-Life does to an extent, even though it's 23 years old. I think yeah. if you don't have a decent story in there, people will just put it down.
0: Yeah. And I'm, they, they I'm,
1: won't. It doesn't matter if it's a four-hour game like Journey yeah, or a 35-hour game like The Last of Us. If the story's there, people will come back and they will play that game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's the thing for... It's definitely the thing for me that changed... Like, you talked about getting the PlayStation there. I remember Metal Gear Solid being the game that sort of switched me on and going oh actually this isn't just tekken and iss soccer yeah. and the dragon <laughs> which are all great they're all great games it's someone's telling not that i understood the story when i was first playing metal gear solid but someone's trying to tell me something here, and i'm interested in it and i like the character and i like all the weird things around it and as that's evolved yeah. that's where my taste in games has gone if if you lose me on the story you just, yeah, I, I'm almost. It takes a lot to drag me back in.
1: Yeah, I yeah. You want to be, you want to be gripped, and you want to be kind of obsessed and going back to it. Like you want that feeling of, oh, when I'm done tonight at work whatever, when I'm back from a night out, I want to, yeah. you know, whatever a night out is nowadays. <laughs> but I, just I, sitting I want in it, another room, <laughs> walking around the block, it's normally yeah. pretty good. This is a night out, mate. Probably. This is a night out, mate. We're having a night out right now. Exactly. Oh, we should have done this with beers.
0: I had a a little beer. I had a little beer during.
1: Did you? I had a cup of tea. I'm boring and old now. But I I should have. Me and um, some mates tomorrow night are watching American Pie 1 and 2 for one of our birthdays. Excellent. Um, And we're just going to drink beer and watch it and just realise probably how inappropriate those films are nowadays.
0: (laughs) God, that probably hasn't aged well, has it? So before we finish the show, um, we didn't just do this bit. We're going to talk about one of the, the gaps in your in your gaming knowledge. We've talked about a few of mine, but um, we'll talk about we'll talk about one of yours now. And it's Assassin's Creed. Now, the other day on Twitter, yeah, you said that your favourite genre was probably, like, stealth action games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it could be argued, I suppose it could be argued, The Last of Us is a stealth action game. But um, why do you think Assassin's Creed's never never grabbed you
1: i tried playing it when it first came out in my uni house in 2007 um and within the first 25 30 minutes i can remember i think you go back and forth between being somebody present day and you get put in this machine and then you go back and as soon as i saw that i was like right for me that's escapism ruined Mm -hmm. because I'm not really in that moment. I'm really back in a lab with something in my head telling me that I'm back there. And in hindsight, it's a little bit of an ignorant and kind of arrogant way of doing it. I should probably go back because apparently the new games are just absolutely amazing. So I think I should probably get one. But what if I was going to get one, which one do you think I should get?
0: Yeah, so this is this is the question I was sort of asking myself earlier because I I did play that first one and I agree, I agree with you that I I think it was there was a there was a I felt like there was a little bit of a bait and switch with that first game where you expected mm. one thing and got something slightly different and we talked about story not immediately grabbing you I was expecting a Middle East era you know setting. You know, ancient assassination story, and what I was actually getting was a sci-fi story, that right took too much away from what I actually wanted. As they've yep. got on, they've sort of, I mean, they almost immediately cottoned on to the fact that people didn't really like that. They sort of stuck with it for a bit through um, two and three, two in the sequels to two, and then there's been so there's been so many. I mean, it's it's a huge series as well. I mean, he's is that, is that something that puts you off, it being a huge series that you've not you've not got into?
1: I think so, mate, because ultimately it feels like I have to start from the top.
0: Yeah.
1: I th- and I, I want to be able to get the full experience, but if you're going back to playing a game from 2007 that was designed on the Xbox 360, yeah, fair enough, still a great console. I mean, it can play Greta Thawke, for goodness sake, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Not cyberpunk though, which ironically looks like a five on six. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, give them some credit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know I really wouldn't mind just jumping in with one of them and just giving yeah. it a go. I'm sure like they come up on a sale or they'll be part of yeah. the PlayStation Network. Like yeah,
0: there's there's sort of two eras, there's two eras of them at the moment. Like they've they've gone in a more in the last three games they've gone in a more like epic RPG. Sort of direction that's taken yeah. a little bit of that stealth stuff out. It's really um, oh okay. It's it's still there, but they've sort of they've doubled down on the action and say and they've they've slowly with the new. one, I've not played the new one, but they've, I, I'm hearing they've sort of slowly started to ease that back in because they've realised people were like, hey, we mm. like the assassin bit in Assassin's Creed, not just the yeah. historical yeah. element. For me, I think one that gets Put on a little bit, and sort of, it was definitely a bit broken when it came out. But I think you might really like was uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Okay, set in the French Revolution. Um, yeah, really beautifully um, sculpted version of all these famous French cities. You know, being able to climb Notre Dame. Um, That's and they, cool. they 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 used the Ubisoft. Um, rendering of Notre Dame to help rebuild it when it burnt down. Like that's how accurate. No it is. way.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. They um, That's very cool.
0: I think they did an entire might have done an entire wireframe of the um of the whole cathedral and they helped to piece it back together essentially. It was crazy. Wow. But they that's so, amazing. it's got some of the biggest um sort of you know biggest crowds in that game. It's it blends a sort of a more modern it feels feels very modern but still got that like classic assassination feel to yeah. it um and it's also relatively cheap in fact i've definitely got a copy of that and i'll put it in the post for you
1: oh you legend thank you mate that's very kind of you um
0: if obviously i've recommended unity but if anybody else has got um if anybody else has got recommendations for tom pardon me where can they find you
1: uh, they can find me on Twitter, which is just T-L-A-T-W-U-K, and Online in the Wolf UK, if that helps. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, under the same handle. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on the threads. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the socials. Um, but yeah, I, I will happily talk about games all day. I mean, we've yeah. been talking for two hours about it. Yeah. It just feels like we're getting started.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and in, you know, in that time, we've added, um, We've added five new games to the uh, and a couple of sneaky extras maybe to the uh, to the Desert yeah. Island Arcade. Jeez. So, going in this week: Uncharted Two, Among Thieves, Half Life, Journey, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah, we've already done the we've already done the plugs. Uh, do you want to plugs uh, where people can find Stainless and where people can find the uh, yeah, game
1: uh, at Stainless Games? Um, is the Twitter handle, um, but also at uh, Repeat Movie would be good because yep. that's the, the film I'm doing. Yeah, we'll get um, and we'll get them all in there's the. A, there's a trailer getting made and stuff.
0: Sweet, we'll get them all in the in the description and stuff. You can check them all out and uh, and yeah, uh, you can follow us. Uh, I'm at Ant Barther on Twitter, or you can follow the podcast at Arcade Desert. And yeah, shout at me about how uh, bad I am for not having played Half Life in the year. Yeah, yeah, mate, you gotta get on
1: that immediately,
0: immediately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, right then, mate. Um, I think that's it. Thank you for joining
1: us. Mate, thank you for having me. Honestly, you send my love to Nick as well.
0: I will do. Yes. Yeah. When, um,
1: when you see yeah. her, hopefully in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully in a minute. She, yeah, uh, yeah, no, she, yeah, uh, she sends, she sends you her love as well.